0: Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the word of God. I feel like there's something that's there for us. I want to uh, call your attention to Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. I'm reading from the New King James Version I wanna show you tonight. New King James Version, verse 14. Um, You shall see it on your screen in just a few moments. Verse 14, uh, and it reads, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, verse 15, Lord have mercy on my son, for he is epileptic and suffers severely for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Verse 16 then says, "So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him." All right? Let's go to verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said to them, "O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I, uh, shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me." Verse 18 says, and Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the children, excuse me, and the child was cured from that very hour. Verse 19 says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? I want to go straight to what verse 20 says. So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And say, Nothing will be impossible for me. All right? Verse 21 says, However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. I want to talk to you tonight, and I might make this in two parts from the subject, Faith Rising. Faith Rising. So we're here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, and let me point the scene for you for a second. Uh, This particular account is found in two places in Scripture. Uh, The first account is found here in Matthew, the 17th chapter. And the other account is found in Mark chapter 9. What is happening in this particular chapter, ladies and gentlemen, is that um, there, uh, er, er, in the earlier verses in Matthew, the 17th chapter, and also earlier verses in Mark chapter 9, there is an account where Jesus is on this mount. This mount is called Mount Hermon. This mountain is about 9,200 feet tall, right? Uh, It's in the area of Caesarea Philippi. Um, and so they're there. And so Jesus takes with him, Peter, James, and John. Those were, so Jesus had the 12 and then he had his close ones in the 12. You know, you have your friends, but then you have the closer friends. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So it's not that he didn't love the other disciples any less. It's just that these are the three that he carried along with him. These are the same ones he carried along with him further into the Garden of Gethsemane, okay? So they're there on the mountain transfiguration. Um, Pretty much what that means is that they they saw Jesus transform in their very eyes. Uh, There was Moses and Elijah was there. I don't have time to really go into that and show the reason why Moses and Elijah showed up on the mountain, because those two were pretty much the faces. One was the face of the Old Testament law. They were in in the other one uh, that you see would be a uh, precursor of what Jesus is. So I don't have time to go into all of that. Right. Because they 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 come at two points of Old Testament history that are very crucial. Right. However, they show up. And so Peter, James and John in there like, hey, Peter, like, man, I don't even want to get off this mountain. This is cool up here. We can just chill up here with all 'all." Uh, y'all. Jesus said, "Uh, no, (laughs) we got other things to do. Couldn't stay up in the mountain, ladies and gentlemen. So they come down from the mountain, Uh, come down from Mount Hermon, ladies and gentlemen, they come down and there's a commotion that Jesus sees. All right, this commotion, uh, Mark chapter 9 gets a little bit further into it because I want to show you uh, in these different accounts that Mark focuses more on the miracle, right? He, he, Mark, uh, uh, in his uh, perception of it, of what he's trying to convey is he's trying to look at it from the place of the miracle. And tonight, my goal is not to look at the miracle itself, but to look at the disciples, right? So I want to show you two different things tonight. In Mark chapter 9, uh, because it goes in, Mark goes in a little bit more detail than what Matthew does in, in, in regards to the miracle. So in Mark chapter 9, this, this man brings his boy, uh, uh, his, 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 his young child, because he has been demon possessed, right? And part of that demon possession has caused his kid to be epileptic, all right? So the real root of his disease was that he was demon-possessed, yeah. right? And so that's why he was, you know, being caused and, and harm was done to himself because there was a demon that was possessing him, right? And so he, gets, he, he brings his child to the disciples, Jesus' boys, right? He brings them to him because, you know, they may have gotten something from Jesus being around them. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the right thing. Came up to him. However, they noticed that the disciples couldn't heal the boy. And that caused a commotion. And you had the Pharisees saying, Look, look, he ain't real. They ain't real. So all this commotion is going on. And so you go from the glory to a bunch of chaos. So Jesus comes down. Hi, have you ever had a, you know good moments where you were in church, man? You were feeling good. I was inspired by the week. And you get home, and all this stuff is going on, like, what in the world? I didn't come home from the glory to get involved in all of this. Yeah. So Jesus comes down, ladies and gentlemen, and and and, and he just looks in this frustration. Jesus is humanity. He's frustrated not so much with the other people trying to say what they're saying, he's more frustrated with the the 9 He's frustrated with the nine because ladies and gentlemen, in Matthew chapter 10, that Jesus sent them out and gave them power. He gave them power. All the disciples needed to do is go in the revelation they already had and use what they were already given. All right. And so he gets down there and the the, the man comes up to the Jesus and say, Hey man, I came to your disciples. They couldn't heal my boy. So could you heal him, please? If you can, Jesus said, "If, if I can." What you mean? Does he not know who's this guy? <laughs> That's how you be with Jesus. You are not like God. Can you can? Let's look on little over me, please. If what? <laughs> you not know who I am? You know I only I made the earth in about seven days. Do you not know who you're talking to? Yeah. And so Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, he heals the boy. But I don't want to really focus on the. The, the miracle of the healing of the boy. And when the father said, help me in my unbelief, I don't want to deal with that. What I want to deal with is what Matthew reported because Matthew reported a different thing. Same, same thing, but Matthew reported it from a different point of view. Mark says the same thing. When Jesus came down, he says, Oh, faithless generate oh faithless and perverse generation. How long must I be with you? Jesus was practically frustrated and annoyed by the unbelief that was in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, this message came to me because I was inspired by watching Jingle Django the other day. The Christmas film on Netflix. And a lot of that was about belief. If the toy, the toy would work. If my man, Jeronicus, would believe in the toy. That it would do whatever it needed it to do And not really Spoiler alert if you have not watched it Alright I encourage you to watch it It was pretty cool But I saw that and I was like you know We're in a season right now where the belief of the believers are are, 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 are Is not good right now Where Where we have believers Such as ourselves that are losing hope Losing hope where this season of life that has risen among us, ladies and gentlemen, has caused our faith to move into a place of diminishing or being non-existent because of the trouble of the world and the cares of the world. And it has caused us, ladies and gentlemen, to to, to, uh, uh, to uh, waver, ladies and gentlemen. And if we really believe this, If we really believe the God of this Bible, for some people say if God was real, none of this would happen. If God was who he is, he could get rid of this immediately. But it's not always about what he could do as much as it is that you can learn about him pushing you through it. So we often pray for things to be removed. But could I suggest to you that just maybe that some things God does not remove from us? so that you can learn more about him and learn about yourself in him in the situation. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew, it reports it right here, ladies and gentlemen. He's, and Jesus is, is, is really irritated because uh, not only do you have Israel uh, Israel not believing and the leaders not believing, but you have your own people, your boys, the nine that walks with you. They confessed that they believed, but yet they really did not believe. Their faith, ladies and gentlemen, at this point was almost non-existent. And Jesus has gotten on them before about this. When Jesus was was up praying and they were on the boat, ladies and gentlemen, there's two instances where they're on the boat. One is the one instance when Jesus was on the boat and they was like, hey man, you want us to die? He was like, hey, chill, chill chill. Jesus gets up, rebukes the wind in the waves, and it ceases. Then again, they get in the same position, and they still forget that Jesus, calmed the seas before, all they got to do is weather the storm. But yet they thought they was going to die. They thought Jesus was a ghost walking upon the water. Like, who is this guy? Oh, we're going to die. Because of lack of belief. Ladies and gentlemen, unbelief will cause you not to do certain things, unbelief ladies and gentlemen will cause you not to really live in the promises of God unbelief ladies and gentlemen will cause you to miss the rest of God upon your life ladies and gentlemen unbelief robs us a lot of times on what God will want to do in our lives but he can't do it because you won't ask because you have a place of unbelief are you hearing what I'm saying the problem that Jesus has Is not so much with the world It's with his own people His own people Out of everybody in the world You talking about You arguing about an election You you talking about this You talking about that And there ain't nothing came out of your voice About I still believe God I trust God despite it all Because you so worried About things that are temporal you're putting your trust in things that are temporal, and God is saying, listen, where is your faith? And who is it in? Let me tell you something, and let me give you something about faith. Faith in itself is not powerful. Faith in itself is not powerful. There's many people who believe many things. People put their hope and trust in many things. They can hope and believe in anything. But what makes the Christian faith different from all others is that our faith, ladies and gentlemen, is based upon a person. Yeah. And that person is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And him alone is what makes our faith in him powerful. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can, have, you can believe in anything. You can pray to anything. Prayer itself is not powerful because of it, it matters about who you're praying to. It matters about who you're putting your faith into. All of that, it does. in other words, really doesn't mean anything unless your hope and your faith and your trust is built in the right person, which is Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is annoyed by them and he says, oh, you faithless, you crooked generation. Because later down, he said, you guys are looking for nothing but signs. Not only did Matthew, but another place, Jesus, in one of the gospels, it records saying, you look for all these signs. The only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. That's what you're going to get because you think that you think that signs, even signs still won't make somebody believe. Even signs will not do that. There were times where they wanted Jesus, do a sign, perform this, perform that. That doesn't mean that they was going to believe because they saw it. Are you hearing me? Somebody say you got to have your faith rise. Now You got to have your faith rise. So here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that he's here. He tells them, oh, faithless generation. And here's what happens. The disciples, ladies and gentlemen, this is where I want to get to, is that disciples come to him in private. After the whole fiasco's over, like, hey, hey, Jesus, can we talk for a second? Yes, yes. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. So um, we saw that you healed him. Why did that didn't work for (laughs) us? You get what I'm saying? Like, hey, 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 Jesus, um, my main man, come come here. Like, okay, so you just laid hands on him, and that thing just, bam, came out like that. What's up with us? What did we do? What was the issue? What, why, why could we not do it? Why could we not do it? And, and here's what he says. Here's what he says in um, verse 20. And verse 20, it says, So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, That's why. See, Mark didn't tell us this. Mark only told us about the miracle and Mark only told us that Jesus told them that only this comes out through prayer and fasting, which is true. But Matthew says, goes in a deeper and says, Jesus told us that it was because of our unbelief. It's because of our unbelief. Why did you not see that thing cast out? Because of your unbelief. You really did not believe. You did not believe. You did not believe in what I've given to you. He gave them authority, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. He gave them authority. Go, lay hands on the sick. Go ahead and and, and minister. He gave them authority to cast out demons. Heal the sick. He gave them authority, but they did not believe in the authority that they had. What I'm telling you is as you end this year Your faith gotta come up to a whole nother level Than what it is right now Because you won't do the things That God has given you authority to do Because of your unbelief You won't go and do the things That God has called you to do Because of your unbelief And you will never ladies and gentlemen Experience what God wants you to experience Because of your unbelief He said it was because of your unbelief You did not truly believe I like what James says, James chapter one, James chapter one, verse five. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Here's what he says, verse six, but let him ask in what faith with doing what for he who does what is like what? For let not that man suppose that he will receive what? Anything from the Lord. Are you hearing me? That's how bad unbelief is. So let me put in perspective what, ladies and gentlemen. So what is the, oppo- what is the, uh, uh, what is the opposite of unbelief? It's faith. It's belief. So what is faith about? Faith, ladies and gentlemen, is a reliance and a dependence on God. And it's true essence. It is a reliance. It is a dependence on God. The Christian faith, what our faith is about is total dependence on an object, on a person who is Jesus the Christ. So what Jesus had a problem with them with is this, is their unbelief. They did not rely on, oh my God, they did not rely and put their faith in who they should have had it in. They put it in themselves thinking that in themselves they had something that they could do for that boy. So what happens is, is that you and I, what we'll do is get in ourselves because we really don't trust and we don't really rely on God in this area. So let me rely on my own personal, oh my God, my own human intuition. Let me deal. See, here my, here's what I'm saying. Faith is not positive thinking. Faith is not positive thinking. The positive thinking, ladies and gentlemen, can quickly lead to lead to pessimism, very quickly. Because the Christian faith, and, and the difference between positivity and faith, ladies and gentlemen, is our faith is dependent on a person. What is your positive thinking dependent on? It's not rooted in anything. It's not anchored in anything. So that what happens is, is when something bad happens, that because it's not anchored in anything, what happens is that it quickly leads to pessimism. Because it's not anchored in anything. It's not rooted in anything. And what he's saying is, look, you, ladies and gentlemen, you, the disciples, the believers, what you started doing because this is a pandemic, start going through your own self-survival tech, uh, to, uh, 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 tech, uh, tactics to try to get through this season when I'm telling you to just trust in me. What I'm telling you That you you and I as believers Should not worry or have anxiety As people of the world I'm not saying that there's moments That you're not going to be anxious I'm just saying the Bible says Be anxious for nothing but in everything give thanks. And so for some of us, we couldn't give God thanks this week because, ladies and gentlemen, of what we were currently going through is because we couldn't find anything to give God thanks for because all you're seeing is the doom and gloom of what this year has looked like to you. And you've already given up on the year wishing that 2021 would get here, but who says you're gonna make it to 2021? Let me tell you something And who says ladies and gentlemen That God is done with this year But because of your unbelief You think that God can't do anything In 30 days You think that God can't do anything By the end of this year You think that all hope is lost But God can do something in one day That it took oh my God Over 400 years For the children of Israel To be delivered out of the hand of Pharaoh in one day God delivered them. Say that it only takes one. It only takes one, ladies and gentlemen. It only takes one day. It, oh my God, let me tell you something. It only takes one day. Yes, you've been furloughed this whole time. But guess what? It only takes one day to get that call and say, hey, you are listen, I got a job for you. When Are you ready to start? I remember last year this time. I got a call. Oh my God, after Vision Sunday, saying, hey, could you come work with us? We really need somebody. And in one day, oh my God, it only takes one. All I'm saying, it only takes one, but you gotta believe that for yourself. Jesus had a problem with his boys because they didn't believe. They was like, listen, they did not, your unbelief, man. That's your problem. He says in the King James Version, now this is New King James, but in King James Version, it'll say, Verily, I say unto you. But this right here, I'll settle with the new king. It says, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, here's what I'm going to show you, right? What Jesus was saying to them is, listen, if you even had just a little bit of faith, you could have did something. What Jesus is dealing with, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't want you to get it twisted, he's not so much dealing with the quantity of their faith, he's dealing with where the quality of their faith is. In other words, what I'm telling you, he's dealing with the type of faith that they have. It's not so much about how much faith you think you have. Because you can say I have a lot of faith, but when it's actually tested, where's the quality of your faith? Where's the quality of it? What is the fruit of your faith? What type of faith do you have? The type of faith that you need to have is this, that if you have a little ounce of a seed, if you had a seed, this is the proverbial uh, uh, smallest seed and Jesus used it right here. This small seed of a bunch of seed is extremely small. He said, if you will say to this mountain, he's speaking to Mount Hermon. Pretty much he just came out of Mount uh, Transfiguration. Pretty much saying, if you could have spoke to this mountain, he's saying this metaphorically. This is a metaphor. He's saying metaphorically, listen, if you would move from here, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Oftentimes, mountains were used, ladies and gentlemen, to just, in a metaphorical sense. To, to me, ladies and gentlemen, it, it means obstacles or challenges. That mountains were often metaphorically used as. And so he's saying, listen, you could have took that challenge or that obstacle with that demon coming out of the boy if you had this much of my faith. Because you so what you so, because let me tell you something you think because no, I don't have that much. No, where's the quality of your faith? If you had a small ounce of the quality of your faith, if your type of faith was built and trusted me to such a degree that listen, even the small thing, even the limited amount of faith you got, God can do the unlimited with this ounce. Yeah. Say, I gotta have my faith rise. I gotta let my faith rise. My question to us tonight, TCF Nation, is what type of what type of faith you got? Do you got the faith to move mountains or you got unbelief to say I can't do it? What type of faith you got, like God, I still trust you in this year? Or do you got the faith like God? I'm over it. Where is your faith? Where's the quality of your faith, ladies and gentlemen? What is the quality of it? And that's what Jesus was dealing with with them. First, he deals with their unbelief. Then he goes from their unbelief to them talking about if you just had this, you would have been able to move that mountain. A lot of times we allow mountains to stay there because you see the the vast uh, challenge and the the, 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 uh, the degree of difficulty, ladies and gentlemen, that's in front of us. And we say to ourselves, yep, yeah, that mountain's gonna stay there. <laughs> yep. <"Yeah." laughs> uh, it's a little bit tall for me to climb. <laughs> woo. Some of us, you get a word, you get the authority from God to say, hey, you can do you can move that mountain. Hallelujah. You can move that mountain, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> he said next week. I gotta come back to it. He said, "Let's see here." He he first deals with his unbelief. He's saying faith has to rise upon unbelief. So first, if you take a note, faith has to rise above unbelief. And guess in the next thing I want to show you again here, it says faith uh, has to rise in, in your, in your faith has the quality of your faith has to rise. That's what he's dealing with here. He's saying, if you just have a little bit of here, because oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a misperception that the more faith you have, uh, that it's a misperception that faith is so much powerful that the more love you, you got, you know what I'm saying? The more things, no, 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 no. The more trust you have in God is what will get it done. Are right, you get what I'm saying? Wow. Faith it, faith it, faith it. No, it ain't about faith in it. It's about trusting God. Yes, faith itself is nothing without who it is, who's behind it. Yes, That's what I'm trying to tell you. I know this is challenging some of you in your thinking, but the reality is this, ladies and gentlemen, how far will you go to trust God? Mm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And that's what he's saying. The quality of your faith has to rise. And let me tell you something. God will use a year like this for the, oh my God, for the quality of your faith to be proven. He will use obstacles and challenges in your life so the quality of your faith could really be built up. So you will know what, oh my God, so you really will know the height and the depth Ladies and gentlemen, of who God is. Paul said, I want to know you. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. I want to know you. How else will you know him unless you go through it? That means if you're going to want to know him in the power of your resurrection, that means there got to be a death somewhere. That means there got to be suffering somewhere. And so God will use the moments, ladies and gentlemen, of suffering to help prepare you for what's next. Are oh, you get what I'm saying tonight? The quality of say the quality of my faith gotta rise. Put it in the chat, the quality of my faith has to rise. And that's what Jesus was getting on him. Listen, if you had a mustard seed, eventually, ladies and gentlemen, it has to grow. The mustard seed doesn't stay a seed for long. That means the quality of your faith has to grow. You can't stay in the elementary things. You got to eventually grow. Eventually a baby can't drink milk forever. It has to grow. It has to grow. You can't just be eating baby food. Who wants to keep eating that stuff? The purees. The little nasty Gerber stuff. Eventually you got to eat steak. Come on in here, somebody. Eventually, you got you to grow up. You got you to graduate, ladies and gentlemen. Are you hearing me? So he said, if you had that type of, if you had that, ladies and gentlemen, that type of faith, that type of quality of faith, you could move the mountain. You can move the mountain. And here's the crazy thing about it. I've given you the power to do it. I'm giving it to you to do Here it is, watch this He says, you will say to this mountain Then the next thing he says After he says that He said it will move, watch this And then the last thing he says And nothing will be impossible for you That blessed me right there He said, And nothing will be impossible for you Now, is there limitations to certain things? Yes, it is There's only limitations to the things God has not given you the authority to do. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's limitation there. Let me tell you something. I'm going to back this up. Let me back it up. Here it is. uh, John chapter 14, 12, verse 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the father may be what? Glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Nothing will be impossible for you as long as what we are asking for is in line to God's will. Mm -hmm. If it is in the authority of what God has already put in our possession... There is no mountain that can stand in our way if it's all according to God's will. Are you hearing me? Nothing will be impossible for you, but your faith has to rise to believe that the impossibility is always possible with God. Because listen, he's saying right here, okay, if you don't like that, I don't have it on the screen, but I'll go to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John. Chapter five, let me go here really quickly so I can also prove again to you the same point. First John chapter five, and let me hear. Okay, here it is. Verse 14, here it is. First John chapter five, verse 14 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. Don't worry about it, Kenny is not there. I'm telling you that if we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, it says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the positions, petitions excuse me, that we have asked of him. He said, now this is the confidence. In other words, is that when you have your faith really rooted in God, that's what gives us confidence. Yeah. That we know the type of person we're dealing with that if we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. That's why I hope you've been listening to the prayer series that we've been having on Tuesdays. Quick plug with myself and also OG, teaching pastor here at TCF. But what I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the confidence that we have in him. And the same thing that Jesus was echoing in Matthew 17 to them. Listen, if you had this amount of faith, you could tell this mountain to be moved. And guess what? Nothing will be impossible for you. You will never look at that situation the same way you looked at it before, because you have your confidence in your faith rooted in me. That you can be triumphant in any situation that comes in your life, no matter what obstacle it is, because you are in a place of reliance and dependable, uh, and, and reliance and depending, your and putting your trust in your fidelity in me. That's what he's saying. Cause that's what the faith—that's what our faith is all about. Faith is not uh, faith is not getting to a place where we grow in our faith, where we gain independence for God. From God, no. Faith is helping us to grow our dependence in Him. It is not about being independent from God. God is not trying to grow you up to be independent. He's trying to grow you up in him to be dependent on him so that in any situation you find yourself in, you will know where and to whom to look to. That's what this is all about. And so his biggest frustration with the believers uh, uh, that he had with his own boys who were supposedly be, be believers is that they did not have that type of faith. As long as they've been around him, there's people in church as long as they've been going. Still don't have that type of faith. Still don't have that type of dependence. Why? Because they don't believe. They don't believe it's their unbelief that's causing them. Don't be the person to hear this message and do the same thing you've been doing. Be the person that hears the message and say, let me, let me apply this. Let me do this because I don't want to allow unbelief. Here's what the Hebrew writer told about the children of Israel. It was their unbelief that caused them not to enter into the promised land. It was their unbelief. There's unbelief that's caused many people to, do, to miss opportunities, to miss doors, because they did not truly put their trust in God. And instead of trusting God, they trusted man and got burnt. of trusting God you trusted your job and you got burnt I've been over here for over 30 years guess what they don't got no trust for you are you hearing me you are disposable you can find anybody cut your salary and pay somebody else that's why you trust no man put no trust in man put no trust in your money put no trust in any of those things because it's all fleeting It's all fleeting. It can leave. It can go at any given moment. But one thing that is the constant in the midst of change is God. Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God does not change ladies and gentlemen and here's what I want to show you is that again They have the authority to do it, but they did not do it because they depended on themselves You got the authority to do some great things for the kingdom of God so that God will get glory out of you So that God can get glory out of you But you have to believe that God can use my hands to do the various things that I may see as a challenge because it's not you who does it. It is the God that works in you to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying to us as, uh, uh, as a close tonight, what I'm saying to us tonight is that our faith needs to rise. As we end this year, we got to come up on a whole nother level to believe God for a whole other things. Than what we've been believing God for. And don't care what anybody got to say about it think about it you gotta be bold you gotta be courageous and you just gotta go after and do it come hell or high water don't matter what's standing my way it's gonna be me and <laughs> me and where I'm trying to get to I don't care about what you got going on with you and, and and I love you and God bless you but I got to go to where God is taking me and I my faith has to come up to another level those of you who have been trusting in other people putting your hope in them you better get rid get rid of it get past it so we can move on so you can get to where god is calling you to be are you hearing me and jesus said oh faithless generation he did not he listened he grouped his own people into that category why because they were acting like them that is a, my warning to the people of god don't us be lumped into the same category of unbelievers not exclude the disciples from the generation of people. He said, they're just like them. How long must I be with you? How long must I bear in his in his in his his aspiration, ladies and gentlemen, he said, how long do I got to deal with this? Because at the end of the day, God's asking you, how long? How long must I continue to bear with you? Are you going to believe or not? What do you believe? What do you believe? The the true question, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is what do you believe and in whom you believe? Because if you had a little ounce of believing in God, you could do great things. And that's just what a mustard seed. If you believe me that much, you could do it. I I would show you who I am. The disciples would have had no problem Now of course he said through prayer and fasting This thing type of thing comes up But Jesus goes in deeper detail The reality was truly Was their unbelief They didn't necessarily believe in who they were around Don't be around the fire And don't really believe in it Don't be around the glory and don't really believe Because at the end of the day it will be tested It will be tried all of that, oh, I put God first. Oh yeah, that will be tried to see what is the quality of your faith. Let me tell you something, I'm coming to a close. The fire of life does not come to see how much faith you have. It comes to see what type of faith you have. Having done all to stand, stand. That's my thing to you. Let your faith come up. It is time to believe again. It is time to let it rise and it's time to really take over. TCF, there's great things on the horizon for us. There's great things on the horizon for every single last one of y'all in this room, but do not allow your unbelief to rob you. And let us not allow unbelief to rob us of what we're gonna see. Hear me prophetically. Let me tell you something. If you put it in place now, once all of this is over, there's gonna be things that are open on the table for you and I. Don't allow, oh, I'm feeling the pandemic. Okay. Who cares? Don't allow unbelief put you out of position. But let your faith put you in the position to receive what God has for you. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm finished. I'm finished. Do Not allow it to rob you. Do not allow it to rob you. Do not allow it to rob you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, if you're not saved, I'll offer you Jesus tonight. I'll offer you Jesus tonight. Listen, if, if you drifted away from God, give me Yahweh. If you drifted away from God, I wanna I want to give you Jesus. I'm telling you, your faith, if you believe in God, is not about if you will just believe in him, I'm telling you, he will take you places you never see. I promise you, he will do things in your life that will blow your mind. Now, is that exempt of trouble? No, it's not. But I'm telling you tonight, it'll be the best decision you ever make in your life. Listen, if you're not safe, text that keyword on your screen. Transformed to to text 4000 Transform, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not saved. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ tonight and you drifted away, I'm telling you right now, you can come back to the fold. God has not changed his position. You changed his position in your life. But God is not looking here to condemn you. He's looking here to open you with loving arms. No matter where you all are, no matter where you are. across Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.